You're listening to the Seasons Change Podcast. Oh, yeah, it's time for another Seasons Change. I'm your host, Vactor. I'm here with the always angry Jeff W. Jeff. What's up? What's up? What's, what's making you angry this week, Jeff? Uh, moving houses, moving, and uh, car things, and all that combined. bunch of life stuff is getting Jeff down, but we're going to get him up on this week. Because Seasons Change is Jeff's weekly geekly dose of everything we've been consuming throughout the week. Whether it's movies, TV shows, or comic books, we're going to talk about it here on Seasons Change. We're going to start off with a little comic book corner, and then actually we don't have a main discussion this week. But we're just going to talk about a few things that have been uh, catching our eyes and ears this week. And then we're going to give our weekly recommendation at the end of the show. So let's get right into our comics corner this week. Jeff, I got a chance to read something that was a little different. Death of the Inhumans by Donny Cates and Ariel Olivetti. This is 2019. Okay, 2019. They're doing, they haven't done that yet, right? They haven't done that. They're doing, is that a show or a movie? They're doing for Inhumans. So they did a show, and it did not do very good. That's probably oh, why you bad. don't know about it. Okay. okay. This was that makes sense. ABC. This is before Disney Plus, and it was not very good. Yeah. The, do you know very much about the Inhumans? Uh, I know nothing, nothing about them. They're kind of similar to the Eternals in that they're a separate group that, mm. you know, have like an ancient past they've got this rich backstory but they're kind of separate from the main superheroes of the marvel universe and Hmm. they're they're kind of like mutants also they have powers um but basically their mutant gene gets turned on with this stuff called the terrigen mist and as soon as you get contact with the mist if you have this inhuman gene in you then all of a sudden your powers get unlocked. Actually, the new Miss Marvel, or the, I should say the current Miss Marvel, she's an uh-huh. inhuman. So she had her powers oh. unlocked instead of being just a regular superhero like uh, the previous one. Okay. So the reason I wanted to read this was the premise and the writer, Donny Cates, because I've been on a Donny Cates kick lately. He's He's the guy that rewrote Venom's history and gave the symbiotes, like, millions of years of backstory made the king in black and all kind of stuff added all that stuff deep deep layers to the gotcha. venom storyline mm-hmm. um so i was reading some other donny kate's stuff uh in his image book called crossover which i talked about on a previous episode and i i wanted to read this death of the inhumans because the premise is john wick in space so one of the inhumans and that is Literal. When you think about John Wick, you know what's his motivation, Jeff? Uh, he the, his dog. One of the Inhumans is a dog. Oh, okay. He is a giant teleporting dog. And I was listening to actually an interview with Donny Cates, and he was talking about they went. They have this this Marvel retreat 
that the writers go on every year and they kind of break all the stories. And he broke that one and he was like, well, he pitched it to him. All right, John Wick in space. He said, everybody violently, you know, rejected. You are not killing Lockjaw. You're not <laughs> killing the dog. That's funny. Well, he did. Spoiler yeah, yeah, for yeah. Death of the Inhumans. It's called yeah. Death of the Inhumans. But he, okay. he ends up killing Lockjaw on the first issue. So hmm. Black Bolt, who's the leader of the Inhumans, his whole power is anytime he talks or makes a noise out of his throat, it mm. can blow up like it can it's like a concussive force that comes out of his mouth so anytime he says something uh -huh. okay. that's his power it can kill you basically mm. so he has a list like all these inhumans get taken out and he writes down each one of their names in a book and then when he goes on his revenge spree his john wick he's just saying the names of all the inhumans that got killed and that's his way of of getting back at people. So uh, okay. I'm really enjoying it. Ariel Olivetti, a really good cover artist, but um, he did the interiors for this one. Mm -hmm. And I just like Donnie Cates overall. So Death of the Inhumans is a five-issue storyline. So if you want to check out some cool John Wick in space action, Death of the Inhumans is where you want to be. Okay. Shoot. So that was my Marvel stuff this week. Uh, Jeff, you got a chance to read my current favorite book in all of comics, Saga number 56. I read it as well, but mm -hmm. uh, what did you think about the latest from Brian K. Vaughn? Yeah, you know, uh, this picks off of, uh, you know, with them, when they go on to the uh, skull pirate ship like thing. Yes. Uh, and, you know, I, like, you know, this is where, like, the, uh, we talked about, like, Brian K. Vaughn's writing and, uh, how I've always talked about, uh, I think me and you, and I, whenever I talk about, I always talk about how much I like his voice in the books. You know, I like he uh, he. Th I don't want to say thinks the way I think, but when I read it, it feels like you know that's the way I would have said something. You know, or like I I just like how he does it, and um, you know, I think it's interesting. You know, the sidekick character with the koala ears and all that stuff. Um, you know, they're the more they have him talk, the more they have uh, you know, Brian Kavon writes for him. Um, the more I'm liking these characters. Um, I thought it was a, a overall like a solid issue. You know, I think it's it's about time they come back around to the uh, Prince Robot stuff. You know, it feels like, you know, obviously the hiatus makes everything feel longer, right? I think in terms right. of um, since we've dealt with it. Um, but, um, you know, with that, I feel like it's, you know, there's a lot of loose ends in this thing. Uh, which kind of worries me, I guess, in some ways. You know, there's a lot of things that he needs to wrap up in the next 55 issues or whatever it would be. Um, but, uh, you know, coming back and, like, let's get that story going, you know, this is uh, pretty much as strong as, uh, as I felt like the last issue. Um, granted, I anticipated the last one more. Um, I did uh, think the interaction between... Um, I can't remember the guy's name, but the other guy with the antlers uh, that they introduce in here, um, who almost seemed to be like a love interest at first, and then right, he's like the, the pirate. Yeah, captain. and then in the final uh, panels, you know, it seems like oh well, that's you know, this isn't going to be a friendly relationship, uh, you know. Um, right. So I, I think it's uh, you know, so far so good on Saga every week. Um, you know, obviously 
the strengths of the show of, of the comic are you know are still there. You know, the team hasn't broken up, and the artist or the writer. Um, but I think, you know, I do. I do kind of miss Marco in the storyline, and I I feel yeah. like I'll like oh here they go they're gonna replace him you know when I first mm-hmm. started reading the panels and I was like ah oh, here we go, um, I'd Bob say Bazine is the 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 koala yeah. ear guy, yeah, and I feel like um with um what's the daughter's name Hazel the, the, Hazel mm-hmm. you know the only I would say like you know sometimes we gauge like a TV show and all the other stuff on like how many you know, whatever the storylines are and how interested I am in all of them, you know, versus each other. And, um, I feel like when they have her on there, like this, you know, they, she discovered a guitar this week, you know, like, Hey, this is what this is. Like, clearly there's going to be some kind of, you know, interest in music or whatever, right. It's going to come around. Um, I feel like that stuff is not as compelling to me as when, you know, the adults are playing basically. Uh, Mm -hmm. so I would, I felt well, like that in this issue was a little, but I mean, it's all intertwined. You know, I know that, but um, whenever I'm reading that stuff, I'm kind of like, eh, this is okay. Yeah. Overall, it's supposed to be her story. Like if we're yeah. to believe, you know, her, she's the narrator of the story overall. So eventually I, th- I think she's going to take over and that's where the, the story is going to end. Yeah, I feel like um, half these people are going to be at least half of these people are going to be dead by the time this this thing ends up uh, finished. And yeah, I feel like he's very similar to how Joss Whedon used to be, where he would kill off like beloved characters and people would be shocked. Mm-hmm. But this one, the only bad thing I can say about it is I just wanted more. It was half the size because when they came back with issue fifty five, that was a mm-hmm. double size issue. Oh, right. This one yeah. is back to the normal, regular 32. page count. Mm-hmm. And so I just wanted more. At the end of it, it's like, oh, dang, that's the end of it? Mm-hmm. And this is one of those ones that, especially for me, because I went back and I told you I reread 1 through 54 in like a week. So having all of those issues there felt like a good, meaty you know, amount. And then this mm-hmm. one, when, I, when now I'm back to the single issues. I'm like, oh, dang it, I need... I need the next one. I need next month's issue. Yeah, um, you know, um, I thought the, uh, the my, one of my favorite things in every uh, Brian K. Vaughn thing is the uh, what do we, what do we call it? Like the the little you know notes at the end of the book when he like you know the oh, letters or whatever. Yeah, the letters page. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, I thought if, I don't even know if you actually looked at it this time. Yes. Uh, the little survey thing they had up there. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. Um, so I guess I, he had I, had that before. He was saying. We're, this it's our time to do it once again, and I was like, "Oh, I didn't know you did it before." Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, just asking the audience weird questions, and then you're supposed yeah. to actually rip that page out of the physical book, write in your answers, and then send them to him, like snail mm-hmm. mail it to him. Yeah, I was thinking about doing it because I bought the physical. You know, I buy the physical and I buy the digital of these. Uh-huh. So I was thinking about doing that, but um, I just. I, I was kind of busy the last couple of days, so I did not get a chance. But yeah. I, I do like the stuff that he does in both Saga. And then also, did you end up subscribing to his Substack? Uh, no, you know, I still got to do that. The exploding draft thing. Yes. Yeah, I um, would do that because he's putting that. out some great stuff there. Like, it's like the type of Patreon that you want to subscribe to versus... Sometimes you'll get people's Patreons and it's like, this is the same as the free version. All you're doing is... 
And there's literally people out there that will have Patreons, and it's like, this tier is just to support us. We're not giving you anything extra. It's just if you want to support us. Right. With yeah. Brian K. Vaughn, I feel like he gives you so much good content. It's mm. worth it um, to, to pay for it. So that Substack, I think, is coming together nicely. The only bad thing about that is there's a weekly comic coming out with that. And it's the same issue as what I just described, but even to a greater extent, because you're only getting weekly. So it's mm -hmm. like one or two pages. It's like, dang it, where's the next one? You yeah. just want the whole story. Um, right, right. Because it's so good. But that's a good problem to have when you, when you just, it, the story's so good, you just want more of it. And yeah. you're just impatient about it. So I, I had the same feelings as you on 56. Um, just continuing the story, uh, nothing really specifically stands out to me i I liked everything that i read and i just it's just in the middle of the story like you're in the mm -hmm. middle of what you haven't gotten to the, like the major action beats yet yeah so we'll see what happens in saga we're going to continue as we always do yes sir um we didn't get a chance like i said for a main discussion this week we were going to talk about uh, the Legend of Vox Machina, but mm -hmm. I ended up just watching two episodes of it, and uh, Jeff did not get a chance to watch it. So yeah. what I'll do is I'll just kind of describe it, and Jeff, you tell me if you're interested. All right? No, I'm not. Go. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. So this is a Amazon Prime show. It's actually number four in the U.S. right now. And do you know anything about Critical Role, Jeff? Um, they're like the D and D thing, right? Yes. So it's a group of the way that I see it, you know, I'm not huge on it. I'm not a big critical role fan, but they mm. have a pretty big following on YouTube and they'll do live action, um, role playing and they'll do, they'll go through their whole, um, <clears throat> the whole storyline on YouTube so you can watch them. The thing that for me sets it apart from, a lot of other live action role playing is most of them are actors. And so they're like really good at playing their characters. And it's like watching a movie or a play. Um, oh. two, of, two of them in particular are huge voice actors. Um, hmm. Travis Willingham, who always plays Thor in most of the yeah, stuff he played in, yeah. in um, the Marvel's Avengers. And then he was in Halo 4. And then mm -hmm. Laura Bailey, who played um, the girl in Last of Us, not the main girl, but in Last of Us 2, the new girl that came in. Oh, okay. uh, The controversial one. So, yeah, the other side, the doctor's daughter or whatever it was. Yeah, she's or... a big time voice actor. She actually plays Black Widow in the Avengers game, and she's married to Travis Willingham in real life. So they're both voice actors. They both work a ton. And they're both in critical role. Also, mm. speaking of Last of Us, the main girl, Ellie in Last of Us, Ashley Johnson, she's in this as well. So all oh. of these guys are in critical role. And then yeah. they, I guess they came together in 2012 and they've been doing it ever since. There's a ton of stuff on YouTube if you just search for critical role. But this Legend of Vox Machina is kind of like just the anime version of the live action role play that they do on critical role. Mm. So I've been enjoying it uh, for the first couple of episodes. Like I said, I'm not too far into it, 
but just having mm -hmm. all of those voice actors, like I said, that I'm familiar with from video games. Yeah. All of them in the show is what's making it for me. And it's a good story so far. I'm not a, a big fantasy guy. I'm more excited. Neither you or not. I don't think we're either into that. Like, I, you know, it's funny. I know Critical Role from a guy that I used to work with. He would talk oh. about them. Mm -hmm. um, he was an older guy. He played D&D &D with his brother and his kid. Um, they do a ton of podcasts, too, by the way. Yeah, yeah. So that's really, like, I guess my, uh, you know, if, it, if it's D&D-like, you know, not that I, it's not that I don't, you know, wouldn't enjoy something. It's just mm -hmm. not, usually not up my alley. Um, but, yeah, I would be, in, I'm still interested to see it, especially since these are only, like, what, 30-minute episodes? Yeah, right? that's so something they're not, that. They're not too crazy. Yeah, that it's easy to get into it. And another thing that you probably would like, Jeff, it's really adult animation. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like the Harley Quinn show. Yeah. There's a lot of... Back, doesn't censor yeah, itself. Yeah, there's a lot of cursing. There's a lot of hard R violence in it. Whoa. So you, when you're watching it, like when you first put it on, it's like, oh, this is a nice cartoon. This nice anime. And then they just start dropping F-bombs. And then Jeff's like, yeah, this is my kind of anime. <laughs> so yeah, you're into the hard R's. I like Jerk. Legend of Vox Machina, and I'm going to continue with it. Actually, my wife, um, she was never into D&D growing up, but I, the little bit I've showed her has piqued uh -oh. her interest. She's like, no, no. I want to get into that. No. That looks like a good. No. And I showed her the critical no. stuff on YouTube, and she was like, yeah, that looks pretty good. That looks pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. Let's see what yeah, happens. Yeah, go to yeah, go to a D and D session at the comic <laughs> book shop. Yeah, go ahead and uh, yeah, I'll go with you because <laughs> it'll be funny. That's a Jeff W guarantee. Uh huh. So that was Legend of uh, Vox Machina. Yeah. I also got a chance this week to watch Severance on Apple TV Plus. Yeah, what is? I don't even. Yeah, what is this? Um, so this just came oh. out. Um. Oh, is this the Adam last Scott week. thing? Yes. Okay, mm -hmm. sorry, sorry. Yeah. So the first two episodes came out last week, and then actually today, as we record this, episode three came out. Okay. And it's going to be a weekly thing every Friday. The premise, do you know the premise? Uh, I do not. So Adam Scott is a guy that has this procedure done called severance, where they mm -hmm. go in there and they surgically divide your memories of your work life and your personal life. So oh. each life can't remember the other side. So one side, he only remembers going to work every day. He has no memories of going oh. home. That So oh. that right there got me interested. I was like, all right, let's see this personal hell. Let's see what this would be like. And then the personal life, he never goes to work in his mind. Like he as soon as he walks into work, it's like he's closing his eyes, and then he wakes up and he's oh leaving God. work. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like a really interesting concept. Are you? How deep are you in? Are you? I've, watching I watched all? all three. I'm I'm all caught up. Because all, all I'm going to say is, to me, if I only had my work memories, I would kill myself. <laughs> well, it's funny because there's one girl in the show, and uh -huh. she's like, "What is going on here? Don't you guys see how effed up this is?" But she chose to have the procedure done, and, and they mm -hmm. show her a video of herself saying, 
I am of sound mind and body, and I commit to this, and I have not been forced against my will to do this. Uh-huh. <laughs> but as the show's going on, you're seeing more and more shady stuff going on by this company that's hiring them or employing them because they don't tell you what they do at the company. They don't tell you like anything about the company. They don't even know what they're doing. Like there's this one scene where there's a bunch of smiles on the wall, a bunch of people's teeth, uh, which I have a a phobia of losing teeth. And anytime I see somebody that's missing teeth, it's, it's kind of makes me cringe. So there's, there was a shot with one guy missing his front tooth. And I was like, it's only visible teeth. Yeah. Um, so they showed this, this wall of smiles and the oh. girl's like, okay, so what are we, a dentist's office? Like, what is this? And the guy's like, no, you missed a point. See, what this is, these are all smiles of people we've helped. But they oh. don't say, like, what did they do? So yeah, yeah. the girl is kind of like the audience almost. Like, she's trying oh. to figure out. Because that's the very first scene you see in the show is her. Yeah. And you're trying to figure out, even though Adam Scott is, like, the main character, she's the audience that you're okay. seeing it through. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, each episode, they're about 50, 55 minutes, so it's they're, it's not an easy you know, watch. Mm-hmm. It's not fast. But their cast is is fantastic. They got John Turturro. Yeah, they got Patricia Scott. Arquette. Yeah, Adam Scott is the, like the, the lead. He's Christopher great. Walken is in it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, wow. So the, okay. The cast is great. Ben Stiller is the director on every episode. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so it's very well done. And it's a very good show. The only thing for me is it's pretty bleak. Like like that premise of think about Mm. if you could only go to work and never you never have any memories of going home. Yeah. That's what it crazy. Yeah, yeah, it just makes you it at the end of the day when I stopped watching, I was like, oh, I just feel like bad. Yeah. Yeah. I I wanted to watch some comedy. I wanted to laugh because I was like, Yeah, yeah. This is depressing, but yeah, it's it's a really well done show. So I do recommend if you're you know, if any of that sounds good to you, I would recommend it. You know, um, say, it seems like this is sticking to that um you know, I not to get into like weird rankings, but you know, like some of the Amazon shows I have not been impressed with with mm-hmm. everything um that they've done and, and just especially like, you know, the way it looks, you know. But um everything on here, you know, on Apple TV plus stuff, uh all seems to be pretty high quality, you know, like they jumped right in, bought stuff that, you know, seems like it's been, you know, at a consistent rate, you know, or yeah. steadily going up at least. You and know. number one, you know, they gave everybody, everybody a free year when you got your iPhones and your right. Apple devices. T- T-Mobile actually gave me another free year of it. Oh, but yeah. even if you don't have that, it's $5 a month versus like Netflix is like $20 a month, right? Yeah. So right. Apple TV is actually a really good bargain. Um, there's a ton of stuff actually that I want to get to, like the after party, which we haven't talked about on this show yet. <clears throat> yeah. But and they have um what's that one show? This I think it launched with that one show about it was about if Russia had won the space war and if Russia Oh yes, you know, um, the other for stuff, all mankind. For all mankind, yeah. I I wanted to I watched the first episode of that and especially being into like history and stuff, like you know, me and uh, our buddy Fink. Uh, that yeah. show seemed to be right up my alley. I just, it was one of those ones where I watched a little bit of it. And it just, you know, you've watched it, you fall asleep that night and then you just never quite get back to it, you know? Yeah. And they're all 4K HDR, like mm-hmm. a ton of high quality stuff. Um, so yeah, I actually was the same way. I watched the first 
two episodes of For All Mankind, and then I just I haven't had a chance to get back to it because there's so much stuff to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, but maybe one day I'll get back to it. Yeah. The one other guy that I forgot to mention that I really like is Zach Cherry, and he's a, a comedic actor that we will both recognize. Jeff from Shang Chi. He was the blogger on the bus. The vlogger. Oh, All right, guys, yeah. I'm live Wait, streaming. Wasn't he streaming? Here. Yeah, he was like yeah. a Twitch streamer. Okay. And then he was also in Spider-Man: Homecoming. He was the the hot dog guy. Hey, Spider-Man, don't flip. Yeah, where's this guy's connections? Jeez, yeah. he's in all so this. He, yeah. He's actually been in a ton of um, a ton of comedies. Uh, he was in Search Party on HBO Max. Um, he's in this and uh, just a ton of like he's a good character actor. Yeah. Um, so I am, like I said, I'm enjoying it, but I'm also very depressed by it. So if mm-hmm. you want to be depressed, oh, and and I have to say, this show probably has the best opening sequence like title sequence of any show that's on tv right now oh really okay yeah it is like it tells the story of the show and it's like visually interesting it looks like doctors like you know those dr strange sequences where it's just like like you're on acid like you're tripping out yeah it's kind of like that like it's visually you know insane and that's like i said it tells the story of what's going on in the show very well. So yeah, like even per if you, episode or yeah, it's, it's it the only one it's not on is episode one. Okay. Other gotcha. than that, it's, it's on two and three. Um, I actually don't like, that's one of those ones I don't skip. It's like, I wanted to watch it um, okay. yeah. on each. Rarity, each one. Right. Yeah. I always skip the intros. <laughs> well, especially when it's 55 minutes, I'm like, dang, I'm going to get through this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, severance on Apple TV plus. Now, the other thing that I got a chance to watch, we both of us, actually, the rest of the stuff on this list of shows this week is all Netflix stuff. Yeah. Um, so Cuphead is a game that this, you and I okay, both... This, on, uh, this is the, one of the most anticipated things I have coming out of Netflix. Um, yeah, th- this is the Cuphead show. Yeah. Um, and for those who don't know, Cuphead is a video game that the visual style of it is amazing to me it's it's very faithful to like those 40s uh cartoons like 40s maybe 50s animation style and i'd never seen a video game emulate that style before so when i when i saw that first trailer of it yeah i was like this is it i was i would say this cuphead and dragon ball fighters is the other Mm -hmm. one that it emulates an animation style where you couldn't even tell you were playing a video game. It looks like a cartoon. Like it looks like yeah, an animated looks, show. Yeah. And the show, I mean, looks me. I was gonna say too. You know, it, it matches that '40s style or whatever era that is. Um, yes. And isn't just blatantly racist. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's right. like I feel like you know, obviously this is like a step up. The thing I didn't like about it was, well, I guess maybe. I just have to get used to it, but the the voices for Cuphead and Mugman, the two main characters, they're doing these New York accents. Now they don't talk in the game, oh, so wow. you're, yeah, you're kind of you're filling right. it in for yourself. Mm-hmm. But they're doing these. It's like I didn't expect these guys to have New York accents. New York, yeah, yeah, it's kind of oh. weird. Um, but the animation style is great. Um, so far, like I said, the the devil's great. It is kind of weird that. I'm looking at it on Netflix and it's listed as kids TV 
TV cartoons, witty, uh, goofy TV comedy. Mm-hmm. And with the devil in there, I just didn't see it. Like, like it seemed more adult than that. It wasn't like, yeah. hey, hey, kids. Like, it wasn't Krusty the Clown right. out here. It's like, this is like, I don't even more know how to describe it. Bob. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, this is, <laughs> this guy's evil. Um, he's out here yeah. stealing people's soul. He stole a hot dog soul in this. Yeah. You know, I think, uh, you know, I, you know, yeah, I get your, it does seem like a little weird, like more adult, but I do think like, um, you know, if you think about it, like, you know, like Powerpuff Girls or whatever, they had like a devil like character that just, you know, showed yeah. up. In the, in well, their- even that one, I would say a lot mm. of those Cartoon Network shows, they have even, you know, like SpongeBob, they yeah. had like a college crowd, like mm-hmm. it wasn't specifically kids um, watching it. Uh, that's what it feels like with this one with Cuphead. It feels more adult, uh, maybe teenager than specifically kids TV that they have it listed here. Like it's it's rated uh, Y7. Oh. But maybe the rest of the, ep- I don't know, maybe the rest of the episodes are all goofy. All 10 episodes are out right now. Okay, so they they put this out for Ben. Yeah, this is one that they put the whole thing out. Um, and they're like, it looks like, I, I do like they're in that 14 minute range, it looks like on length for all of these. Oh, yeah. Dang, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. So it is because uh, I, you know, my childhood was um, like Hey Arnold and stuff. Mm, okay. Yes. Um, and you know how that was like, those things are like cat dog. 10 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Cat, like it was like, you got two episodes for one. You know what I mean? Like it, they, right. they weren't like overly complicated. So I like it when, uh, uh, you know, people give that a try. Uh, I think it can be good. I think you can make good shows out of that. Nice. Um, so yeah, I, I would recommend the cuphead show i'll continue with it and see where it goes but uh the first episode didn't blow me away but Mm -hmm. i enjoyed it nice all right so the the other netflix show that i watched this week and jeff got a chance to watch it as well not the whole thing but we, we both started out with arcane and this is the league of legends show that everybody was talking about uh, when it first came out, I couldn't not hear people talking about it. And I was like, dang, I kept wanting to watch it. Um, it actually came out last year, but Jeff and I are just now, we actually had it listed in our show notes for months now. I know. Yeah. We've been meaning to get, we've been hearing things forever about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, this is a nine episode, uh, season. These ones are 40 minute episodes. Um, I'm in the I'm in, I'm halfway through the second episode right now. Okay, so we're, I'm not far behind you then. Okay. okay. So this one is listed as a TV 14 gritty adult animation on on YouTube. Or I'm sorry, on Netflix, hmm. and it kind of came out of nowhere when it first came out. And yeah. you and I are both not big League of Legends guys. Yeah, or that genre of game in general, like yeah. Dota, any of the the various spinoffs of that game type. Yeah, never. So I think you had the same reaction as I did when yeah. this first came out. Before we saw people's reactions to it, oh, League of Legends cartoon. I'm not necessarily interested in that. Yeah. But after I heard so many people talking about it, um, I, I put it on the list, and I am pleasantly surprised. I enjoyed it quite mm-hmm. a bit. The cast is really good. Haley Steinfeld as the the main girl, mm-hmm. and uh, yep, 
yeah i i really enjoyed all the vo vocal performances they have spider-man two different spider-mans in this in this show one is yuri lowenthal who played the playstation spider-man okay and then they got josh keaton in here who was the spectacular spider-man which is my favorite spider-man animated show of all time and he also played the um the vulture in the playstation game so okay. he's in there as well so what did you think about arcane jeff league of legends episode one you know i was gonna say to me uh i think the strongest aspect of this thing is the uh is the animation yes me. yes um I didn't expect them to do, you know, especially, you, you you know, you think these two big properties, you know, League of Legends is like one of the biggest games, you know, of all time, I think, at mm -hmm. this point, um, depending on where you rank stuff uh, or how you rank stuff. But, um, you know, when I first saw it, I was like, ah, oh, Netflix, you know, uh, League of Legends show, probably going to be okay, like serviceable, but, you know, it's going to be pretty generic in terms of what it does. And, uh yeah, I've been kind of pleasantly surprised by the first episode. The the um it has like a like a hand drawn look to yes. it, even though it's animated. Like you can see like individually it looks like like paintbrush strokes, you know, in in the scenes. Yeah. Um and to me I was like I was like, oh wow, you know, like normally you don't see this level of um, you know, I don't, I don't know what I'm trying to think of the word, like uniqueness. Um, yeah. Yeah. In, a, in an animation, especially out of, you know, a couple of essentially just large corporations. Um, right. You know, it's I, I, novel. I, like there isn't something like this that we had seen before. It's much like Cuphead, right? Like where you're yeah. like, well, you're getting a like, and, you know, we've seen Cuphead, before, but you, you know what uh -huh. it's inspired by, but it's like, you just don't see it a lot, you know? Right. Actually, I was thinking of, of um, Dragon Ball Fighters that the very oh, first yeah. time we saw that in motion, it was like, whoa, what is this? Like, the animation on this is fantastic. Mm -hmm. I had the same reaction for Arcane, where it was, you know what it was? Which I was, as I was watching it, I was like, dang, why is, why is this so good? And what is it about this style? Mm -hmm. And I think they must be doing, I really wanted to watch like a behind the scenes as I was watching. I was like, dang, this is really yeah. good. I wonder how they did this. Um, the thing that I was able to kind of, pinpoint or what stood out to me was a lot of the smoke effects and a lot of like mm -hmm. explosions those looked like they were hand drawn and yeah. then everything else was like computer generated so there's a combination of what looks like 2d and 3d yeah put together so that like, yeah i think looked look. really good and i was gonna say on the um there's a that that Dragon Ball Z game. They had a there's a game that the game that came out before that was uh was Guilty Gear. That's what they yes. kind of took that style from. Yeah, um, and yeah, I think it does look look fantastic. And uh, yeah, I think to to me that is you know especially when you look at like like the history of the streaming services, even Disney Plus stuff. You know, even the Boba Fett show. You know, it's there's um it's not to say that the animation levels are bad but you can just tell like hey they clearly had less time with this stuff typically you know like they didn't right. have quite the big budget that like you know a mainline like star wars movie had or you know whatever whatever animated movie a pixar movie kind of thing um and yeah for them to have a series that looks looks this good and is is you know stylistically unique and you know and i think it's been Oh, yeah, maybe uh, there's an animation podcast out there that would, uh, you know, be 
be happy or thriving, you know, in ah. today's animations. But just if you think about the last things we've had and just not this year, but like in the last 365 days, you know, you throw this, you throw the Cuphead show. I'd say you throw Disney, you know, doing their um, the Star Wars. What was the um, what was that series called? Visions. Visions, you know what I mean? Like there's been some great steps in like, you know, animation and stuff um and i just feel like the content is is better than ever you know and uh if you're not watching stuff because it's animated you're 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 missing out you know um, yeah there's a ton of good stuff great example i mean this is you know it's bloody in parts you know they i think the you know the the little gang of of like young are these young adults like what i don't even know what age i haven't uh I yeah they pick kind up of feel um, like teens to me yeah, you know, uh, for what they're getting into and what they're doing is, is pretty interesting. You know, it's not just uh, kitty stuff. You know, they are, you know, setting up heists, essentially, and, and, and doing stuff. I, I think it's it's interesting. I guess the only thing for me that I feel like I'm missing out on is just I know nothing about the game. I know nothing about the lore. I know nothing yeah. about anything. So I don't know, you know, how these these characters, if at all, play into it, you know. Right. Yeah, I'm the same way. I I would have to do some research. Um, I thought from my other podcasts and things that I had watched before this, I thought mm. these were new creations for the show and they weren't in the game, but then they yeah, were going to be adding them to the game. Huh. Yeah. But, I, I know, I know it's pretty fantastical and I haven't played League of Legends a lot, but it's not yeah. humanoids, you know, right. A lot yeah. of them are, but you know, what was interesting about that. Um, I kind of had the opposite reaction to the teens group mm-hmm. because the second episode so the whole show itself is about the power struggle between the rich and the underground right and so the first episode i think is about the underground and it's about those kids and they're how they're trying to get out of this mm-hmm. the seedy underworld yes. how they're tra- just trying to survive basically yeah, they're in that like science lab at the beginning and- yeah and then the second episode, um, at least, you know, I'm only halfway through it, but the kids haven't even appeared in it. And yes, it's, I just started it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's more about the, the rich utopian city mm-hmm. and also about trying to f- create magic. And so it's kind of like setting up the, the lore and the, and the history of and building out that world. Mm-hmm. And that I found more interesting than the kids' storyline. When I was watching oh. the second episode, I was like, oh, shoot. There's this yeah, whole yeah. other side to this. The magic, like, they showed magic mm-hmm. powers being used, and it was like, almost like a superhero thing where people had powers. Huh. So I'm interested to see how that plays out. And I'm sure both of these are going to tie together. Yeah. Um, but at, at this point, I'm finding that stuff more interesting than the teen stuff. So... Um, definitely want to see what happens as it goes on, but yeah, for sure, the highlight I think is the animation style, and especially because it's a like direct to Netflix type of show. Yeah. It's not something that you thought it was going to have a huge budget on it and was going to be released in theaters and stuff like that. But right. man, I was thinking about if they did Avatar: The Last Airbender like this in this style. Oh, yeah. I love hand drawn animation, but. If if they were going to do computer animation, mm-hmm. this is how I'd like to see it. The way that they yeah. do this, 
Yeah. And, um, you know what was what was crazy? This, this... Low light, though, real quick. Low light for the show. Imagine Dragons, you know. <laughs> what, a, what a terrible intro. Skip that. Talking about Severance being great. This is a terrible intro. Skip it. <laughs> what you were saying? Yeah. Um, what was what was crazy for me? The kid, you know, the young black kid in the show? Mm-hmm. He's um, I don't even know his name, but he's got blonde hair. Uh, and he's just the youngest character you see in the show so far. Yeah. That guy was voiced by the actor on Blackish, who's the young kid, the youngest son on Blackish. Mm-hmm. But his voice has changed so much. You can tell when they filmed this because now his his voice broke. He went through puberty. He's got like mm-hmm. a deep voice. Uh, they're airing the late, the last season of Blackish right now. And then this, his voice is really high. So there's no. like they must have filmed this four years ago. Like yeah, yeah, must have been COVID or something pushing yeah. it back. <laughs> but that was just funny to me to to find that out. And mm. I know Jeff, you're a big Potter fan. A bit. Uh-huh. I was gonna say another F word, Jeff. Yeah. Big, big Potter fan. The you uh-huh. know the girl that plays Harry's. Like he went to the dance with her, the Asian girl, and he and he kissed oh, her. Oh, the Hufflepuff one or something. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Katie Luang is her name. Lang. Yeah. Anyways, she's that Asian character in the show. Um, oh, so okay. that's the other thing. You just know too saying. much about voice actors, I think, is the, is the real Well, thing. let's turn this into a voice acting podcast, Jeff. Maybe we can get Shaw on here from Geek, so to speak. Uh, voice, voice acting royalty, Jeff. We can get Shaw. He does our uh, bumpers on the show. And he will do yours if you check out our show notes. Uh, I'll leave a link to his Fiverr page. He might be uh, might be joining us soon, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, yeah. yeah, he will be joining us for the Batman next week. Now that yeah, yeah. Yep. So definitely look forward to that. But um, yeah, I, I I love voice acting. I love um, trying to spot the voice actors. My wife always she will look up the voice actors, and then I will try to guess and like just from listening to it. Uh, most of the time, I'm right, but sometimes I'm not. <laughs> So yeah, definitely enjoying Arcane, and we will continue to watch that and see where it goes. It's got me interested. Nice. Finally this week, Jeff, I want to recommend something on Netflix. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. Have you heard of Murderville, Jeff? Uh, I have not. Okay. God, another Netflix? You will love this show. Murderville is Will Arnett. And a guest every week. So he's playing a detective oh. every week. A Wait, new... maybe I have seen. I thought this. Okay, okay. Have you? So have you watched it? So I have no, no, no. I have not okay. watched this, but I think I, I think I heard the because con- it's yes, Marshawn Lynch is in yes. this show. Yes, okay, yes, yes, yes. Every week it's a different person, mm-hmm. and or I should say every episode. Sorry, um, every episode is a different person. There's six episodes out. The guest does not know the plot of the show. They don't like it's a scripted show, oh, but the uh-huh. guest does not know. So they are improving. Oh, everyone else is acting out the story. Yeah, uh, and it's a murder mystery. So the guest has to guess who who the killer is, and Will Arnett is just being hilarious the whole time. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I, I only watched the first episode, which was Conan O'Brien, and. I, you know, five minutes in, I was like, all right, this is perfect. This show is exactly yeah, what I want. Like a, Actually, this yeah. would be great after Severance, um, mm-hmm. watching it. 
Conan a couple times starts cracking up. Like he's, you could tell, you know, he's, he's not on script. He's not, uh, like Will Arnett is just trying to make these people laugh. Mm -hmm. And I heard the Marshawn Lynch episode is really good. Um, it sounds like you had heard that also. Like, yeah, you had heard I think that I had clips where it was, you know, yeah, they're like, wow, this guy is not even acting. And he's, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's hilarious in it. Apparently. Yeah. So it's got Ken Jong, and we both love uh, Kumail Nanjiani, but Jeff Kanata from <laughs> the DLC and Filmcast podcast, he was saying the... Uh, Kumail episode is actually the least funny. He's he was like that was the one I was looking forward to the most, oh, and I was uh -huh. let down by that episode. So I I haven't gotten to that one. That's the third episode, um, but just the premise of this show alone. I hope they continue it and they keep doing it because Will Arnett is just hilarious, and then having that element of the guest not knowing what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is, uh, yeah, I'll have to, I have to tune into this once yes, I have. Definitely once check out yeah. Murderville on Netflix. And they're pretty quick too. They're not, uh, mm -hmm. it's not a huge time commitment. There's only six total. So right. I would highly recommend Murderville. That'll be on my list. All right, cool. This week is in the books, Jeff. Seasons change. We are, we're done for another episode. Uh, we'd like to thank everybody for yeah. listening. Don't forget to check us out. Wherever you listen to podcasts, including Spotify, where you can actually give us a five-star rating if you want to. And you can also leave us a voicemail. This week, my mom left us a voicemail. I'm going to be playing it at the end of the show this week. But thanks, Mom. Uh, if you want to be cool like my mom, you can leave us a voice message on our Anchor page. Um, just anchor.fm slash seasonschange. Also in the Anchor app. There's just a little, if you go to our show page, there's a button that says record a voicemail. You can do it right on your phone. So that's cool. And you can always check us out on Twitter, seasons underscore podcast or Instagram. And leave us a great review in Apple Podcasts because that's where most people listen to us. Um, I've been told, Jeff. Okay. Nice. Look forward again, as we mentioned next week, the Batman. We're going to be talking yep. about it. With our boy Shaw from the Geek So to Speak podcast. And speaking of Geek So to Speak, Jeff. We have a new they're, project. They're forming a Geek So to Speak podcast network, uh, um, which is consisting of the main show, Geek So to Speak. I have a Star Wars podcast on there called The Holdo Maneuver. I have a Star Trek podcast on there called Treknological. And Jeff and I have a podcast with Wonder Rob of Geek, so to speak, called The Sandbox Gamers. We recorded the first episode and put it out. Um, so as you're listening to this, we have one episode of Sandbox Gamers out. But I talked about it last week. That's why we don't, uh, we're not going to be talking about video games on this show anymore because every video game, all of our video game stuff is going to be going over to The Sandbox Gamers. Mm -hmm. So everything that I said about this show, also do it, for sandbox gamers uh like Indeed. subscribe rate us and leave us a review let's do it yeah all right another episode in the books jeff i think i hear something in the background and it's not my son oh, because what is it? he's at his grandmother's house so it, it must be the season's changing jeff oh god you know it's at least it's not imagine dragons god, <laughs> so bad 
and Shoff's here too. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. And she's back. <laughs> okay. Good, good podcast. Really enjoyed it. Interesting info. But the best part was your ending. Seasons changing and effing Rob. Awesome. Oh my goodness. 